And now we will move to the roles of the father. If you are a father here, this is for you. And if you are a wife here, and your husband is here or he's not here, listen up to see if your husband is up to par as a father. You are the shepherd for your home. The Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said, وَالرَّجُلُ رَاعٍ فِي أَهْلِهِ وَهُوَ مَسْؤُولٌ عَنْ رَعِيَّتِهِ The man is a shepherd for his family and he will be questioned about his herd. Look at this word shepherd. You are like a shepherd who has a herd of sheep. What does a shepherd do with, with his herd? The shepherd must take care of his herd, choose for them fertile pasture, stay away from harmful pasture. He has to be alert in order to protect his herd from wild foxes and beasts. He needs to be gentle and patient with his herd. And those are your duties as a father. The Prophet ﷺ was asked, if he was a shepherd, he said every prophet was a shepherd. This is the prerequisite because this task requires patience. This task requires a person who is caring and loving. This task requires a person who knows how to maneuver and navigate his herd in rough terrains. And those are the qualities of a successful parent. Now you the father are the commander of the believers in your family. You have this title, the commander of the believers. That means you have to reward the good doers and you have to punish the bad doers. And you have to establish rules and regulations for your family. Your children have to feel there are limits and they have to sense your authority. If they do not like it, that is fine. They do not have to like it, but they have to respect it. Provider. You are the provider for your family. Your work to acquire the sustenance they need in of itself is an act of worship. And when you financially support your family is another act of worship. The Prophet ﷺ was asked about the reward of spending and he said, a golden coin you spend in Allah's sake and a golden coin you spend in emancipating a slave and a golden coin you spend as a donation for a needy and a golden coin you spend on your family, that is the coin that gets you the highest rewards. So you are the commander of believers, you are the provider, your work is an act of worship, and your spending gets you the highest level of rewards. But in respect to spending, there are three types of fathers. Type number one, the squandering father. The father that buys for his children everything they need, want, and much, much more that teaches children to be careless and unappreciative. 
And usually the father is compensating for not spending quality time with his children. Then we have the miserly father. His slogan, I did not have it when I was your age, so you don't need it. Well, that was 50 years ago. I did not have it when I was your age, you don't need it, I am fine. And the child grows up with a sense of deprivation. And he might go and seek financial resources elsewhere. And maybe it's not going to be pretty where he goes to seek financial resources. And then we have the father who spends in moderation. And that allows the child to appreciate the ni'mah of Allah, the bounty of Allah, without feeling a sense of unneeded deprivation. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, وَلَا تَجْعَلْ يَدَكَ مَغْلُولَةً إِلَىٰ عُنُقِكَ وَلَا تَبُصُطْهَا كُلَّ الْبَسْطِ فَتَقْعُدَ مَلُومًا مَحْسُورًا Do not make your hand as a chain to your neck or extend it completely and thereby become blamed and insolvent. So you are the laborer and the provider for your family. And while you are working, do not forget to allocate time to spend as a father with your children. Many fathers leave in the morning and they come at night. They only see their children in holidays and in weekends. Yes, you need to provide for them, but also they have right to you. They have right to spend time with you. They have right to see you. They have right to feel your fatherly love and care. You know if you are busy just working, 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 while the child is growing, 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 then all of a sudden you're going to be or you're going to see a young man or a young woman who you do not know enough information about. They ask a child, where does your mommy live? He says, at home. And they ask him, where does your grandfather live? He says, in Georgia. And where does your uncle live? He says, in Georgia. And he, they ask him, where does your father live? He says, in a town called at work. <laughs> because always at work, at work, he thought it was a town. In a town called at work. So do you live in that town? Make sure you move to your home. And when you, a father says, well I do not know enough information about my grown up child, my grown up daughter, my grown up boy. This problem started a long time ago because you did not speak to him, you did not establish a relationship with him, you did not befriend him or her. Some fathers say, I feel a barrier between me and my grown-up child. We cannot communicate anymore. And this problem started a long time ago when you did not bond with your child. And the problem becomes more complex if the parent was born and raised somewhere else and the child is raised here. 
And then if the child does not speak the native language of the father, and the father does not have a good command in the English language, you can imagine communication breakdown is the result. And this is a real problem for many families. You need to build the bridges of communication with your child while he is young and strengthen those bridges as the child gets older. This increase your influence on your child. And the stronger the relationship between you and your child, the stronger your influence is on him or her. Role number three, you are the source of spiritual guidance for your family. You are the imam of your household. You are responsible for their taqwa and iman growth. You yourself need to grow in taqwa. Some fathers are stagnant at a certain level that feels comfortable to them. They say, here where I am. I do not want to get any more because I will be too guided then. I do not want to be that much guided. I want to be this much guided. It's comfortable to me. You know, some people really think like that. They say, I want to be guided, but not that far. It's enough for me to be guided this far. This is enough for me. That feels comfortable. Well, if you're not growing in taqwa, your children are diminishing. But when you grow in taqwa, and your child sees you, see you grow, growing in devotion, your son will grow with you, he will learn from you. So fathers, do you think before you go to sleep, can you spare in half an hour, before you go to sleep, instead of watching TV, or doing something meaningless, or something that does not benefit you in the hereafter, do something to enable you to grow in iman and taqwa? If you do that, the result will be so good in your life. And maybe that will transfer your life altogether. Because you need to grow in knowledge. That is one of the qualities of a successful parent. Also, you are the role model for your family. Your child at a young age cannot conceptualize the realities of faith. And the child cannot conceptualize how to take Prophet Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam as his or her role model. But your child sees you and models you. You are his role model. If you manifest for him a good example, he will follow you. So manifest for your child a good example. How to eat, how to drink, how to talk, how to do things, how to solve problems, how to pray, how to get along with other believers. And this young Muslim shall grow to be a grown-up Muslim who eat and drink and pray and have the good manners like that of the Prophet ﷺ because he modeled you. And you modeled Prophet Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa before him. And every good deed he does is also in your records. Now I want you to write this information, this sentence, which is very important. Be for your child what you want your child to be. If you do not want your child to be a smoker, do not smoke. If you do not want your child to be a smoker, 
Don't tell them do not smoke and you have the cigarettes in your pocket. You will lose the credibility. So be for your child what you want your child to be. And when your speech matches your actions, your child will absorb from you the good behaviors and the good traits just like a dry sponge absorbs water. Rule number five, and you are the teacher for your children. You need to teach your children. I do not mean to teach them physics and math and other subjects, but you need to teach your children the faith. Teach your children how to love Allah, how to be patient, and how to be honest. Be proactive in your teaching. Do not teach your child honesty after you catch your child lying, but teach your child honesty when he learns to speak. Be proactive. Have a proactive approach to teaching. And the Sunnah has so many hadith and so many stories that are useful educational tool. But we want to spend some time with the advice of Luqman to his son. Let's read it inshaAllah. In 31.13 And remember when Luqman said to his son when he was advising him, Oh my dear son, ascribe no partners unto Allah. Verily ascribing partners unto Allah is a tremendous oppression. And then the verses went on to say, Oh my son, surely if it is the very weight of the grain of a mustard seed, even though it is in a rock, or high above in the skies, or deep down in the earth, Allah can retrieve it. Surely Allah is settled and expert. O oh my son, establish the prayer, enjoin in good, forbid evil, and bear patiently that which befalls you. Surely these acts are from the great achievements. Turn not your cheek in scorn toward people, nor walk with pertness in the land. Verily Allah loves not each braggart boaster. And be moderate in your pace, and lower your voice, for the most offending of sounds without a doubt is the brain of the donkey. So here we have a father advising his son regarding the following issues. Ascribe total oneness to Allah, the power of Allah, some of Allah's names, keeping intimate relationship with Allah through maintaining regular salah, commanding his son to enjoin in good and eradicate evil. Does that sound familiar to you? Isn't that the formula to be the best that we studied in the beginning? of this workshop, you are the best nation that came to humanity because you believe in Allah, enjoin in good and forbid evil, and this is exactly how Luqman is advising his son to be. Believe in Allah, eradicate evil and enjoin in good. And then he told him, bear patiently what befalls you. That means Luqman himself was patient and he is imparting that in his child's heart. And they say, being humble in speech, walking, and style. 
And this is how you have to be as a father. You advise your son on those issues. Your son and your daughter. Your children. Also, you are the one who manners your own children. Many fathers neglect this function. The Prophet ﷺ said, إِنَّمَا أَنَا لَكُمْ بِمَنْزِلَةِ الْوَالِدِ أُعَلِّمُكُمْ I am like a father to you who teaches you. So you need to teach your children and give your children hands-on training. Train your children how to do things. And train your children how to make good decisions. And train your children how to be good wives and good husbands. Especially the father has to train his boys how to be good husbands. Husbands that treat their wives with honor and dignity and humility. This is your duty as a father. And also... As a father, you need to train your children how to use the masjid facilities. That is very important. When I see children running around in the masjid, making all that mess, going to the facilities of the masjid or to the wudu area, opening the faucet like it is like a waterfall, wasting tons of papers, I know the father is not doing his job training his children how to use the masjid facilities. So you need to train your children how to use the masjid facilities. This is one of your duties as a father. So we as fathers have a bundle of duties on our shoulders. It's not easy to be a father but very rewarding. So we need to seek Allah's help to be the best fathers that we can be for our children. Wasallallahu wasallama wa baraka ala nabiyyina Muhammad. And now, insha'Allah, I would like you to take quiz number three.